Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the KBR Sports Podcast. You already know the best sports podcast of your 24-hour day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. Of course, if you're new listening to the podcast or if you're a returning listener and just haven't had a chance yet, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Make sure you follow and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Of course, also, please leave a review and a rating. That always helps with the podcast algorithm, helps raise this podcast up in the standings. And I, my goal is honestly to make this one of the best sports podcasts out there and on the platform. I always appreciate you guys for listening in. And honestly, leaving a review is free. I know we all like free things, so I would most, more than I can even express would appreciate it if you could leave a review and leave a rating. And of course, guys, make sure you drop some follows on the KBR Sports social media pages. You can find that on Instagram at KBR Sports, Twitter at KBR underscore sports, on Facebook at KBR Sports, and on YouTube at KBR Sports as well. So appreciate each and every one of you guys for joining in. Of course, by the time you're listening to this podcast, this most likely this podcast, you're listening to it on a Saturday afternoon, seeing as it's being recorded on a Friday at the end of the sports news week. So we've kind of had a wrap up of all the sports news and had an idea of everything that's going on and excited to jump into some of these things like having the we're going to be talking about the NFL and talking about Lamar Jackson getting the unexclusive franchise tag from the Baltimore Ravens and what does that mean in the holistic view of things going into this season and for a lot of different teams since everybody has a chance to go after him and maybe we'll talk about what's going on in that front as well as and as well as talking about Kevin Durant and his most recent ankle injury and what that means for the NBA and the Phoenix Suns in particular as well as doing our power rankings from 11 to 20 well 20 to 11 technically since we'll be going in descending order so i'm excited to get into all that but guys before i do that let me introduce the man that's going to be joining me obviously he's been on for the last few episodes with me as we've done these power rankings and talked about some of the nba happenings going on my guy snack heel oatmeal my brother what's going on Uh, i'm glad to be back on our podcast once again Um, oh my but uh, you know, getting getting back and being consistent with it, man. I'm glad I'm glad to to finally you know get back into the groove of things. Good, good, good. All right, what is the most exci- what's the thing you're most excited to talk about? Uh, if I'm gonna be real here, we'll see. Okay, all right. Let, let me let me let me take a step back here real quickly and, and, and say this. So we started up the the uh, what did we start the power rankings, right? Yes. Then we realized. We forgot about the Kyrie and the, and the Durant trade, and then uh, we waited a week, and now the the me putting the Lakers in the bottom half of the of the league looks real stupid because they're uh, they're playing a lot better now in the playoff game. So now I look dumb, <laughs> uh, which is why you know I'm I'm really happy that happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that though. I am interested in the in the in Lamar Jackson. I, you know, I'm not I'm not the NFL guy here. Brendan is the NFL guy here. I have a basic understanding of the NFL, but he's he educate he's going to educate me 
I have some. I I, I know some things about what's going on with Lamar. I, I have some. I have some opinions. But Brendan is the is the mastermind here about the uh, about Lamar. So I want to hear his his opinion on Lamar Jack on his Lamar Jackson situation going on. Well, I appreciate that, my friend, and it just so happens that Lamar Jackson is going to be the first thing we talk about today, and ladies and gentlemen, brace your britches, because it's a long write-up I got here for you all, and discussing Lamar Jackson and the franchise tag he received from the Baltimore Ravens, as I alluded to earlier, he was tagged with an exclusive tag, and which that tag essentially means that Lamar can now engage in contract talks with other teams if he signs an offer sheet with another team, and Baltimore has the right to match the offer to keep him or take two first-round picks as compensation. Lamar, who's 26, is just the third quarterback to win NFL MVP and then receive the franchise tag, joining the likes of Steve Young in 1993 and Peyton Manning in 2004 and 2011, according to ESPN Stats and Information Research. Young and Manning reached long-term deals and didn't play the full season under those tags, so they did eventually get the contracts they were seeking after, once after being placed on the franchise tag. Now, under that franchise-exclusive tag, the Ravens and Lamar have until July 17th to work out a long-term deal, and if an agreement is not reached by that NFL-mandated deadline, a new deal can't be signed until after the season. So Baltimore has reached multi-year deals with five of seven players who previously have been franchise-tagged by the team. If Jackson doesn't sign the franchise-tag tender, which would guarantee his salary for the season, he's technically not under contract, and can't be fined for missing mandatory minicap in June or training camp in the summer. And Jackson could return before the season opener in September and earn his entire salary. So we pretty much could see a holdout tactic here with Lamar if he so chose to take things that way. Now, Lamar is was the last pick in the first round of the 2018 draft and has been probably one of the most electrifying offensive players in Ravens history, becoming a unanimous MVP in 2019, and he's the first NFL player to produce 5,000 passing yards and 2,500 yards rushing in his first three seasons of his career. Now, Jackson's playmaking ability has made the Ravens one of the most successful teams over the past five seasons, and his record is... His record is 45-16, which is a 73.8 winning percentage, and is the fourth best of any quarterback who, who debuted in the Super Bowl era, trailing only Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Roger Staubach. And the Ravens, wow. the Ravens have struggled without Lamar in the past two seasons, going 3-9 and nine without him. And, and, but the, I think the main knock that so many people tend to bring to the table when it comes to discussing Lamar tends to be his durability and his passing. And in the last two seasons, he's totaled 33 passing touchdowns and 20 interceptions and has missed 11 games, including a playoff loss to the Bengals last season. So when we're looking at the whole Lamar situation now with him being a non-exclusive tag, already a couple of teams have come out. Like the Falcons have already said they're not interested in Lamar despite needing a quarterback. And the Saints right now seem like the, the Saints have gone after Derek Carr. That's who that's who's been at the top of their list and who they've gone to get a contract with. And then when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, it looks like that's who they're prioritizing, even though Aaron yeah. Rodgers is what, 38 years old. And so yeah. it does beg into question where's the why is there seem to be a lack of interest? Because if you go to all 30 teams in the NFL, I'm pretty sure most of us won't say that every team is set at quarterback without an undisputed doubt, especially for a guy who's 26 years old and as technically at his in his prime. So where do you think the Ravens' mindset is here? Because Oh, and I should add, obviously, that 
part of the reason why these two sides have not been able to agree on a contract is because Lamar is seeking a a fully guaranteed contract to the likes of Deshaun Watson, who got a five-year, $230 million contract amid sexual allegation accus or sexual what sexual harassment allegation lawsuit yeah. all all the likes the sexual yeah. controversy there's so, there's so many things in there <laughs> like i think i know there's sexual harassment uh it's sexual assault i think like one said sexual um uh, things happened without her without her consent and then the rest are like a bunch of harassment cases like a, like that's some kind of thing to throw off but yeah uh, the rest are uh, sexual harassment cases so there's a lot going on there. Yeah, a lot. And so Lamar is pretty much doing the thing where he's saying, hey, this guy got a fully guaranteed contract. I want a fully guaranteed contract because I guess he knows his value. And obviously the record of the Ravens without him speaks to his value. But then on the Ravens side, they're saying, hey, and I should mind, I should note, acknowledge to everybody that Lamar Jackson is representing himself as an agent. Yeah, he is. He doesn't have a formal agent, so he is representing himself. So he's the one doing all these negotiations. And it's been weird throughout the season because there was, there was periods of time where Lamar really didn't communicate or it didn't seem like there was communication between both sides. And even when it came to Lamar announcing the injury that he sustained and that would keep him sidelined for the rest of the season and not be available for the postseason, he tweeted that out. And it wasn't something that was revealed through the media or through a formal discussion with the team or something of that sort it was him who tweeted that out on his own accord so it's been a weird situation but where do you what do you think about this entire Lamar saga and them deciding to do the non-exclusive tag with him and what do you think the Raven strategy is here and what do you think about the prospect of Lamar's prospects on the market of other teams trying to give him a fully guaranteed contract and what that looks like some team will bite. That's my first idea. Some team will 1,000%. Actually, so you listen to some teams that said they were interested. I have a few more teams that, that have outright said they're not interested. The commander said they're not interested. The Raiders said that they're unlikely to pursue. Patriots said they are unlikely to pursue. The Dolphins, who were one team that people were, were speculating have picked up the option on Tua. The Panthers just made the trade for the first pick overall. So... It's not like it's like one or two teams. It's like a like a chunk of teams. Yeah, are kind of like coming out and though you like you said the Falcons uh, are, are coming out and saying like yeah no no we're not we're not interested. And so it's like you have so those teams are already off the books. Like you said, the Jets are, are in negotiations. They seem like they're set on trying to get what's his name done. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. The Saints are are I think pretty much locked in with Derek Carr. Yeah. So it's, it's like. It's like I mean you're really kind of running out of places to to get this guy. If you're if you're Lamar and looking like all right, I'm gonna need a guaranteed contract from somebody. It's like I'm 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 kind of looking around like uh, so where is that gonna come from? <laughs> yeah. Because like, I I mean there I mean so I I have two interesting teams here I, I wrote down. You have the Colts at four, who I think. Two of the top quarterbacks. I should I should have the the, the mock draft up. The two of the top quarterbacks are going to be off the board by then. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we have the fourth pick. Do we do we just reach and take a quarterback that we hope can be as good as Lamar Jackson, or do we trade that pick, another pick, probably two for you? Have to, you probably have to give a two first rounders. I mean, yeah, because of the, the tag, you have to give two first rounders. Yeah. And it's like, all right, do we give up two first rounders? 
and get a guy and sign, give him that that fully guaranteed two two fifty, or do we go again and get another thirty five year old washed up quarterback and run it back again for the third straight year? I don't know. So that 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 was one of the few teams I thought was interesting, and the other team I thought was interesting were the Texans. They have two firsts this season and two firsts next season. Yeah, I mean, do you, would you rather rebuild? Sure. It's like how much? How much? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you look at the Mars talent and say a talent like this doesn't hit free agency that often, or you know you don't have a, a chance to acquire a guy like this typically? Do we just go ahead and go out and get him, and then we use the other the other picks we have to build around him? Because like you say, he's only twenty six. Yep. So it's it's not like he's he you know he's not um, what's his name Matt Ryan like looking around for a team to fade away into the into the retirement home like he's he's still ready to go play yeah and so it's it's like you know you you take you know how hard it is to find a franchise quarterback so it's like you just take the guy you you've seen be a a MVP level guy or do you shoot for the moon and just say hey we'll draft a guy. That I think that's my, I think that's part of my, my wariness with all this with these teams because Lamar Lamar by any stretch he has not had great durability over the last few seasons right, but a part of that, and th- this is where I feel as though it's like one of those things that it's like it's being used against Lamar as like almost like a negotiating chip, but p- so much is put on Lamar from the Ravens organization that. In ways, he I feel as though because he's asked to do so many things, it's leading to some of these injuries. And yeah. if I'm another organization, is it is the player himself just injury prone? And he's he's risk he's he's always going to get hurt, or is it that he's not being properly protected? And mm. I'm not saying it's one of those because Lamar does everything for the Ravens. Like that's it is he he is the he is the running game. Obviously, yep. he's the passing game, and it's yep. not like they surrounded him with these this all star superstar talent on the on the edges. Yep. That's going to really be able to make a defense quiver. Really, defenses are are when they play the Ravens. Defenses are limited on what they can do, not because of the wide receivers that are out there. It's because of Lamar's ability to run and yep. his ability to extend plays. And so when it's one of those things where you're evaluating this guy, you're getting it. If you're a team that's that has weapons and you're looking at the talent you have on your roster currently, you're getting a guy. If you wanted to go after Lamar Jackson, that can put a defense at a conundrum at any waking moment. We've already seen it. I'm not. I'm not saying that Lamar's at the degree of Patrick Mahomes, but we've seen it with a guy like Patrick Mahomes, where Patrick can scramble, and you see that scrambling ability with also the passing ability when he's able to get out the pocket and get moving. It, you see defenses just like, fam, what do we do, right? And yeah. Patrick is even the runner that Lamar is, but not by a mile. And right. so it's one of those things that – and I, people always make these things about, well, Lamar can't throw this ball. Lamar can't throw that ball. But the thing is, it's like, okay, what's the gap between Lamar and, like, the quarterback you have right now, right? And right. when we're talking about, like – I know people try, try to now, like, toss aside the unanimous MVP, but it's like, no, dude, he was a unanimous MVP for a reason, he wasn't unanimous yeah. MVP just because of his legs. He was unanimous MVP because of the complete package. And 36 sounds like you. You know, and it's not – even – he doesn't need to be Tom Brady – not even Tom Brady. He doesn't need to be Drew Brees accurate as a passer, who's one of the most accurate quarterback passers of all time. 
and he doesn't he just needs to be able to make the throws that matter and he's shown that he can do that and he's also shown that if the problem is that I just wish that we could see him in a situation where he has those weapons because when somebody has those weapons and that protection then you got to look at the quarterback and be like hey this is like this isn't a Dak Prescott situation where you're looking at Dak and you're like hey man you got CD you got you know you got different guys that are talented you got Michael Gallup. You have you have other players that can make plays. I mean, they had CD and Amari Cooper on the same roster at one point. They got Tony Pollard. They have Ezekiel Elliott. You know what I mean? And we're not sitting here in a situation where where Lamar is essentially is playing with a bag of riches per se. He's yeah. making the most of what he has. And I don't know, man. I I feel as though the the there's many there's people that are in positions. Of power and people in positions of in the media that even even when I why when, when I allude to there was a report I think even in the report where the uh, the exclusive tag was announced and I saw it on Sports Center and I saw Adam Schefter featured on there literally every highlight and I can I could post this on my Twitter if you guys want to see it every highlight they had was of Lamar running every single one there was not a single passing one I'm like this they're perpetuating the narrative. I don't know if maybe they just think that his his running plays are the most electric plays he has. They are. Who wants to, who wants to watch Lamar Jackson throw the ball? No one wants to see that. But it, but that is the problem because then it perpetuates this thing like, oh, but can he really like lead a playoff winning team or whatever? And it's one of those things that I feel like Lamar is so weird, man. It's like he gets held to a different standard than other guys. And I just uh-huh. – I don't see Josh Allen held to the same standard as Lamar Jackson. I don't see – Whatever young quarterback Joe Burrow obviously has had that success, but I'm just trying to think of other guys that are around the same age. Of Dak Prescott gets a lot of crap, but Dak Prescott's also in like the same age range of Lamar, but he hasn't even had the same success as Lamar Jackson. So it's like, but he does get crap though. So, but I don't know if that's yeah. partially yeah, for I'm him being. But it's also one of those things I don't know if it's be, he gets crap because he's on the Cowboys or if it's so like you know it's Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? On the Cowboys, that's why. Exactly. So it's like one of those things for me. It's like I don't like Justin Herbert doesn't get this kind of crap. He's in second year. No, but what I'm saying is that when Lamar, even when Lamar was in his, I mean, what his second, second, third well, year, people were still giving him this crap. Well, he in his second year, he was what was he MVP in his second year, basically starting essentially. Yeah, because he sat the first year, then he won MVP. The second year, right? He won this one. He threw thirty six. Yeah, he threw thirty six touchdowns. The second year, the first full year he started. But then, but see, it's just weird to me. He seen, he's already accomplished more than all these other guys when from what his starting point. But he seems like he gets way more crap for his deficiencies than other guys do. It's like when the I, I would say, I would say this, right? Lamar. See, here's the thing. Lamar peaked at that. So he threw the thirty six and he threw thirty six touchdowns, six interceptions. And he won his rookie, he won that MVP year. Then he put up another good year where he put up 26 and 9, right? And then it's like he went 16 and 13, and then he went 17 and 7 this year, obviously entries. But then it's like if you look at a guy like, like for example, you use Josh Allen, right? Yes. It's like, all right, Josh Allen went 10 and 12 his rookie year. Then he goes 20 and 9, 37 10, 36 15, 35 14. It's like he kept, uh, like, once he hit that, that's like he had the one bad year. And it was like, oh, okay, he's kind of all right. And then he's been consistent, like, at, well, the 15 picks. He throws, a, he throws a lot of interceptions. But besides that, it's like he's been pretty consistent, 4,500 yards, 4,400 yards, 4,200 yards. And so it's like he's been pretty consistent. Uh, I would I would guess Justin Herbert's the same way, where it's like he's pretty much like 
hold on a second. I'm pulling, pulling just well, real right quick. Now. Let me let me retort to your Josh Allen point. The Josh Allen yes, thing, sir. yes, he did improve, but also his 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 weapons got better. They went and got him Stephon Diggs. They went and got yes. him more talent to throw the ball to. Look for credit no, to the bro, Ravens for making on, attempts, but they haven't gotten Lamar better. And I get what you're saying; like he peaked at that in terms of uh, from a passing efficiency or at least passing touchdowns to interception ratio. But part yeah. part of the reason why it's so important to get guys more talent or get guys better weapons is because the league adjusts to people's abilities and what they can do. It's not like one of those things that okay, we, Lamar was able to do this stuff with nothing. He should be always be able to do this stuff with nothing. But no, but if they're able to start focusing in on some of the things that he excels at and how he was able to benefit from being able to ball with nothing at his disposal, well, then we got to get guys that make his job easier. And the Ravens haven't done that. Okay. So then I'm going to use another guy, for example, who just got paid. He went 24 touchdowns, 12 picks in his rookie year, 11 and 10, 10 and 7, 15 and 5. And he probably has the worst receiving crew. Daniel Jones? Vanilla Vic. That's what we call him. <laughs> the Vanilla Vic. I, I, look, but I, I think some people would even disagree with, like, Daniel Jones, uh, credit to him. But he has Saquon Barkley. It's a... No, I listen. I, see, all right, hold on a second now. Hold on a second. Okay. Now, I went and looked it up. He had He's had 18 games without Saquon Barkley. Uh, his passer rating in those games, 80.3, 3,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That's now, great. That's, that's even lower than Lamar's passer rating in every season. That sounds, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. <laughs> now, hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. Pop your stuff. Pop your stuff. Talk your – let me – go on your spiel. Go ahead. What's it called? All right. All right. That, that pretty much is like his whole last year, basically. The, the most recent year we just had, he threw four touchdowns to one interception. Without in Saquon. three games? Without Saquon, sorry. In three games. And threw for 177 yards per game in those three games. So, that's 3,000 yards in a season. That's, hold on a second. I'm doing math here. I'm mathematizing. <laughs> 3,000 yards, 22 touchdowns, uh, 17 interceptions. Okay, yeah, it's not the best. But, you know, it's, it's all right. It's, that, it's okay. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. that. But, see, but hold on a second. Hold on. Okay, hold go on. ahead. Go Daniel ahead. Jones got $160 million. Lamar Jackson has for $100 million more than him. Yeah, but, Lamar, but Lamar's – but for one, Lamar – but there's a gap. That's the point, though. There's a gap between Lamar and Daniel um, Jones. And the question is, is that gap $100 million? Yes, I think so. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Because even even when we talk about Lamar, like, having regressed, right? And even in his regression, like like you say, his, the year following his 36 touchdowns, <laughs> six in, or six interceptions, even in that year, it's crazy. Because then when you also take into effect his rushing, because – the problem is you have to re- evaluate Lamar Jackson as a whole talent. You can't just evaluate his passing because when he's running for you, you are going to use that dimension of his, of his playmaking to the benefit of your team. No team so, is going to yeah, go after fun. Lamar Jackson and say, hey, man, don't run. There's, that's the he's only fun. circumstance he's where you should, you should ignore. He's What's the uh, other thing? The other thing is he's now rushing less too. But that's fine, though. 
But I'm saying, so now you're saying, like, okay, so outside of his first, his, his first two starting years, right? Mm-hmm. Some, some, not all, but some people would say, hey, that's just the league figuring out Lamar Jackson. Some would say that. No, mm. not me. I'm not saying it. But some would. Some would. Ever since then, you're looking at it, and he's like, okay, he put up 1,200 through MVP year. He put up 1,000 the, the year after that. But then he puts up 700, and, and obviously injuries. But he puts up 700 and 700, and the touchdowns are, now, that, touchdowns mm, are way down. But see, that's the problem. The, the only problem is the injuries. And the, I would say... I'm not. I'm fine with the touchdowns being down. If his, I'm looking at his rushing yards and his rushing yards per attempt, because that's the average of how many yards he's getting on these runs. And are both down? Oh well, you know one is. One yeah, that's, that's one only time. one year it was down. The other, the, this most recent year, he had one. He had probably the best rushing up until he got hurt. He was having the be- one of the best rushing seasons per average per yards average outside of his MVP year. So the league still hasn't yeah. been able to deal with Lamar rushing the football. But even if he's rushing less, that's fine. But that threat of that being there but is still the is still a, is, a present thing. His passing is getting worse. That's the problem. But but that but see that's one of those things that I also am like, well, is that also part of the weapons that he has? Because really, what he had Hollywood Brown. They, they got they got rid of Hollywood Brown, and then now the really the only guy he has had was was Mark or Mark was his name Mark Andrews. I, I don't know why I blanked on it. Mark Andrews was his only his only passing threat, and there was even points I think Mark Andrews got hurt. Let me I, I want to confirm that before I before I solidify it. But uh, we don't deal with facts on this on this other podcast. Listen, <laughs> Mark Andrews got hurt is, too. Mark Andrews was hurt some at some yeah, points yeah, in the yeah. season as well. So the the question is, do you want to pay two hundred fifty? Because again, it, it's not like you get to figure this out before you pay him two hundred fifty million dollars. You have to pay him $250 million fully guaranteed and then figure out that's the issue or not. That's where I think the negotiations come into play. What? I talk myself out of it. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think, I don't know who would give Lamar $250 million. I don't think. But I don't, I don't think, but I don't, here's the thing though, but I don't think Lamar is saying you have to give me the Deshaun Watson contract. I just think he wants a fully guaranteed contract. Granted, I don't think he wants it at that thirty million, that or thirty to thirty-five million that was being talked about. But if you give him a fully guaranteed contract, even if you want to pay him at the same rate you're paying Deshaun, but cut down the years, I think that's an open conversation. If you're telling me, okay, give him a fully guaranteed contract for three years, fifty million per year, that's one hundred fifty million a year, or it's not. I'm tripping. That's 150 yeah, million total. I, yeah, that math was all. <laughs> I, knew, I knew what you meant. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> so if you want to cut the uh, the extra two years off of it, fine. And you want to give him that contract. I mean, granted, if he's depending on how he's hardballing it or whatever, he's like, it's my contract that I want or the highway. That's part of what goes into negotiations. Some of this uh, also goes into entail. I think the Deshaun Watson contract. Like, I do think there is credence to the NFL saying, "Hey, that was an outlier." The Browns. The Browns are very desperate, and they, I mean, with all the things Deshaun Watson had on his 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 back at the time they gave him that contract, like literally, it was like hours removed from them from them saying, "Oh, I I don't want to miss I don't want to misquote what the I remember Adam Schefter tweeted out this thing like Deshaun Watson's lawyer say he's been cleared essentially of all." I don't I think it might have been criminal or civil I don't know I don't remember it's it's been such a while. But I remember that Deshaun or that Adam Schefter tweet went out. I kid you not. It was probably about like hours, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Ours to like maybe uh, Falcons, Browns, this team. This I was like, damn. Yeah. Holy like what? Teams were lined up ready. And I, when you see why cuz I remember I was like, "Oh man, it's really looking like I remember it was about it was probably midweek and then thir- it was like a Thursday and it was like, "Oh man, Falcons really looking like they might land Deshaun Watson." All of a sudden, Deshaun Watson's going to the Browns. I was like, "Fam, from where?" Looked at the contract. I was like, "Ah." <laughs> Listen, ah. I've seen probably sitting there seething at the Browns for what they did. Oh, bro, prop right? They gotta be. I mean, like they like, bro. Who you're messing up the economy here? <laughs> you're screwing all of us. Yeah, like, bro, we we ain't not gonna give guaranteed contracts. Like, that's what we're trying to avoid giving out. <laughs> we got these players devaluing themselves. Damn it! Yeah, like, yeah now it's now you got now you got see now you got an injury prone star coming out being like, oh yeah, you got guarantee me my money. And it's like, you know what? No, man, listen. If Lamar didn't want guaranteed money, teams will be knocking the door down. Without a doubt. Yeah, the guaranteed money is the problem. And it's like, and then he, man, as soon as he said that guaranteed word, every team was like, oh, bye. <laughs> every offer dried up on the spot. I, mean, I, mean, I, I like Lamar, but it's like, I, even, even I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't do it. I mean, it's a, it's a tough, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I think it's a tough, it, it's a tough thing to, to stomach. But for me, it's also the thing of what's tougher, paying Lamar a guaranteed contract or just being an abysmal team for years, right? Like some of these teams haven't had – but, but if Lamar could be the quarterback, like he's single-handedly yeah. been part a large part of the reason why the Ravens have always gotten to the postseason over the last five the problem, seasons. Again, the problem is I have to pay him two hundred fifty million dollars to know if he's the the guaranteed guy. Hey man, look, you never know until you pay him. I'm good, man. This, hey, listen, this risk for the biscuit. That's that's too much of a risk. Ah, uh, gosh, but I mean the price <laughs> is too much of a risk. <laughs> man, listen, that is way. Like bro, I I can't be throwing it on that kind of money just to just to watch a guy in, in you know the thirteenth game of the season on the sideline. Hey, come on, man! Well, you're you're hoping uh, it's better bro, with you. Yeah, man. Yeah, two hundred fifty million dollars. That'd be a lot more than hope. <laughs> hey, bro. Hope hope saves relationships. You ever heard? Yeah, they sure do. They sure do. And I don't have to pay anything for those relationships. <laughs> I pay two hundred fifty million dollars for it. You best believe you better be on the field. I hate you. <laughs> nah, bro. I ain't, I'm not joking with you. That man better be out there, or I ain't, bro. I ain't playing. I don't care if you're hey, phone off. Get hey. out there under under center right now. <laughs> hey, hey, didn't, didn't Deshaun let, Watson miss? Phone off. I don't give. I don't give a damn. We're running a QB draw. Play it. <laughs> Hey, didn't Deshaun Watson miss like majority of this season? Because wasn't Jacoby Brissett in for this man, and they still paid him that contract? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, he was suspended. He was suspended. Like, first, like, first, he was actually, I think it was like nine, ten games or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's suspended for half the season. Oh, man. They still finish. Listen, the best quarterback. To, man, listen, people, the Browns fans were to love, love, and I mean love, uh, I can't Baker Mayfield. And uh, let's just be real. Baker ain't that good. And right, so you know what? It, it's like I get it why they did, why they paid him so much. It's still stupid. Um. But I get why they did it. Yeah. Uh, there's, bro, there's but no, nah, Browns fans are wild, though, bro. Y'all, hey, look. Browns fans. Bro, some of the stuff I saw, like, before yeah, games yeah. and stuff at the tailgates, like, oh, man. Is she, is she... Hey, listen. You, hey, listen. When Ain't you get, nothing when wrong with a little extra of, lotion. Uh, hey, listen. When you, get, when you get accused of 37 crimes and, and you know. Yeah, you get you get what uh you get you're gonna get the you're gonna get the heckling. Oh my god! I'm saying 37. It's actually like 20. It's like it's like 29. But like um, yeah, you're gonna get the heckling. But that's that. I'm sure he'll 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 cry into his bed of 230 million dollars and and you know I'm sure he'll keep up at night. That that shows me how desperate Browns fans were though, bro. They're defending. And that's what I was trying to say. It's like fans. I've been alive since 1992. I was following the Browns in 2007. Yes. I started following the Browns in 2007. The best quarterback I had up until Baker Mayfield was Derek, I think I'm drunk on the sidelines, Anderson. Like, that was our, that was my best quarterback I had ever seen in my franchise. That is hilarious. We we had Brady Quinn, who might be who might be top four. <laughs> we had Colt McCoy. We had twenty six year old Brandon Whedon, twenty six year old rookie Brandon Whedon, Deshaun Kaiser, Baker Mayfield, and the school guys in between there who don't matter. And it's just like I, I like not even not even a chance of being hopeful. No, like no no hope in there at all. There's no there's no like oh that guy could have been no. There's no guy in there that's like Johnny Manziel. That's the only one who I'll think about. There's Goodness. no there's no hope of like oh man that guy could have panned out or oh he went somewhere else and he you know he really turned did nothing did that not a single one. Goodness man, all all of them came to the league were either backups. Blamed out of the league pretty much immediately. It all led. It all led to this point of having. Yes. And so when the Browns went out, and made that ginormous trade, and gave him that ginormous contract. There ain't too many teams that desperate for a quarterback. <laughs> there ain't too many teams out there that desperate. It's sad because it's true. It's true. The only one I'm looking on this list 
the only the only one to be the commanders. Yeah, probably, Maybe. right? Like Probably. I mean the Jets, but the Jets are like I said the Jets are already in yeah. conversation with the Jets, Jets trying to get A Rod. And they actually have a good team. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually they're actually like a team that's like a quarterback away. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens with the Lamar Jackson saga, and we'll continue to cover that, obviously, keep monitoring monitoring that situation, because it is interesting. I'm really curious to see who will give out here. Honestly, I do feel like I, I, it's always I weird. When there's, when there's stalemates between organizations and players, I just always feel like it's bound for the organization to win. I'm it like, is. I, 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 said, I said from the jump in our group chat that he's not going anywhere. It's just weird, but if he moves on that on that guaranteed money, listen. If somebody's going to do it, pass off to him. But I'm just saying. But look, but if he if he realizes that because part of this going to the market and seeing what you can get for yourself and nobody rushing to knock your door down, it, it's definitely going to humble him some. And hey, man, listen. People, some people, some people, yeah, some people know. Some people look at it and be like, "Man, these teams are just wrong." <laughs> Collusion. <laughs> and, listen, now, some, some just they just say, "Listen, I, some people believe in themselves a lot." Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's no wrong with it. Yeah, it, it is going to be one of those things. Though, I, I do wonder if he sits back and he's looking at the Ravens organization. He's like, "Okay, you guys didn't want to pay me," and then if if another team is willing to pay him now, is he going to step take a step back and say, "Well"? This these guys want to pay me, and even if it isn't the fully guaranteed money he wanted, if they're paying him technically more than the, I mean, granted the Ravens could match it, but if they're That's paying, yeah, but if they're paying him more than the Ravens are comfortable with, then it could get interesting. Well, they started slash, they're slashing some money around. I know that much. And I know they restructured the deal with um one of their with their uh, defensive tackles earlier, trying to trying to move some money around to to. Well, yeah. Work on the Lamar job. Because yeah, so they still, like they, like... still they, they still need to get under enough money under the cap for because he his yeah. his cap for to fit that 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 franchise tag, they have to the people have talked about they might waive guys like Calais Campbell and such, but yeah, we'll see what happens. So they're still they're still moving stuff around. So you know it's not it's not a done deal that he he's gone somewhere or somebody's gonna find him. But like I said, I I I'd be. I would be super interested to see who's going to step forward. A lot, because I thought it was weird. A bunch of teams stepped forward immediately and was like, "Nah, we're not interested in them." Yeah, that was weird to me too. That that was the most weird thing. It's like you're not even going to meet with the guy. Yeah, it's like it's free. Like it's free to meet with them. Exactly. So that that and was the like, weird part. Nah. And that 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 kind of made me step back and be like, "Ooh, man, Lamar's market might be smaller than he thinks it is." Yeah, without a doubt. Okay, well. From one injury-prone athlete to another, let's talk about Kevin Durant. So, <laughs> so it has come out after, I'm pretty sure most people, if you want to see the video, you can see it. And warm-ups, Kevin Durant going up for a layup and slipping and falling and injuring his ankle and to a degree where he's going to have to be reevaluated in two to three weeks, according to Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania. And so now we sit back. And we look at it again with KD once again being out. And after a couple of games, honestly, looking like I, I, I really don't think there's a player in, in NBA history who's more suitable to just affix themselves or merge into an offense. And, and then Stephen Curry. 
Him, Stephen Curry, and Clay. Yeah, probably those those are probably the best guys at it. But I, I think even Kevin Durant is probably the best at it to a degree because he 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 is so efficient that like even Steph Steph doesn't have this level of efficiency. And because Kevin Kevin he you can just run you can use Kevin Durant as a single as a simple role player in some respects, but because he's so efficient, like this dude scored he scored thirty seven points the other night on seventeen shots. And I'm I like, say... and Steph can do that, obviously, like because he shoots so many threes. But it's one of those things. Also, you like your offense is geared to, towards that. Like the offense is created around Steph, and to a degree, it, it's it's used in the way his skill set is used in the way to buffer that offense. Kevin Durant, you can literally just throw him in, run your regular offense, and naturally, he he he's just the best option that through that your normal flow of offense, he gets good shots off. Even some contested shots off, and he's just so good at shot making, he makes them. And I, I, it just ne- never ceases to amaze me. Like watching those few games with him as a son, I'm like, fam. <laughs> I kept, it's funny because I saw, I think I saw it was Trey Young or somebody said like Kevin Durant really is a son. Like Kevin Durant's really on the Phoenix Suns. I think it was Trey Young, and then Jason Tatum quoted quoted the tweet and said. Dude, I was literally just saying it to myself. I can't believe KD's on the Phoenix Suns. And it's like you watch him play and you're just like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like in every game that he's played with the Suns, they haven't lost. And you're just like, man, this dude is. Like this is Kevin Durant's stats as a son. Okay? And what the freak? I'm sorry. I'm just – I'm taken aback because he's so efficient. He's averaging 26.7 points. 3.7 3.7 assists, 7.3 rebounds. He's shooting 69% from the field, 53.8% from three, 88.2% from the free throw line. That's unreal. He's a plus, he's a, his plus minus is plus 15 when he's on the court for the Suns. The dude is, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's absurd. But the Suns are now without that absurd weapon. And when you look at the total outlook, really, if he's out two to three weeks, we only have what we're in March now. We're we're mid March, and yeah, he'd be back in basically. Yeah, so right about where the playoffs are, and so I don't know. I, that my one trepidation with this team has been their health. Right now, they're sitting at thirty seven twenty nine, fourth in the Western Conference, and if there's anything that could derail this team, you would assume it's the health and. It seems like that health is already coming to bear right now this early on, or not this early on, but late into the season where you're looking at Kevin Durant not really getting true reps with this team, but all the reps you see him get with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton, they've looked really good. And it made me look at the power rankings, and I was just like, whoa, like did we underestimate how good they are? Because, I mean, granted, we the minute the trade happened, I'm pretty sure we did a podcast and we talked about like these guys being title favorites but i don't know man like it, the conversation with kevin durant coming to phoenix is a little different than it was not even a little it's, it's vastly different than it was for him going to golden state obviously because golden state won a championship but even him going to brooklyn with Kyrie, and then even when james harden came there it's like it doesn't have as much punch as it does it feels like like people are like when james harden came to brooklyn and joined Kyrie and Kevin Durant. People were like, this offense is unstoppable. They have three of the most talented, skilled, whatever, all this stuff. But then him coming to Phoenix, it's like, yeah, people are like, oh my gosh, this team's unreal. 
but I'm not hearing the, this team is unstoppable, blah, blah, blah. But maybe that's also in part because Chris Paul is what? He's probably, he's out of, he's out of his prime. At, he's not even a probably. He's out of his prime. Alvin Prime's being very nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably why you don't see as much. But they still have good, I mean, him, Booker, Aiton, like, the Suns have literally legitimate scoring from every position on the court that you want scoring from. So it's interesting to see they're not getting that same push-up as the other big threes or whatever that was formed. But what do you think that this, this Kevin Durant injury means for the Suns and really the implications for this team in the postseason as they enter the postseason? I, sorry, this is one of the few times I'm like, ah, whatever. But like, I, Kevin Durant's 34, almost 35 years old. No, he's not almost 35. Let me stop playing. He's 34. He's got a lot of mileage on his legs. He's got a lot of injuries on his legs. And like you said, he, he he kind of just fits into a team. Like you don't really have to do anything for Kevin Durant. Like you, you can you can just keep running your offense. You don't get hit. So it's like it's one of those things. Yeah, he would nice. He's gonna come back. He's gonna have time to uh, assimilate back into the team. He'll get a few reps. But it's Kevin Durant. Like he 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 can, he can make it work. Like like you said, he was just dropping what you said twenty six twenty eight a game on sixty fifty eight sixty nine fifty eight eighty eight. It's yeah. like you know you know what Kevin Durant is. You know who he is. You know what he's gonna get. Like there's not much. You know it's not it's not gonna be hard for them to work around it. It's not like they have a guy like Devin Booker's a willing passer. Chris Paul is obviously a passer. You know it's not like he has to work himself in with like two guys who like a guy who doesn't pass the ball or anything like that. He, they'll be fine. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm at that point too. I'm just a little worried about his conditioning going into the postseason, since that's when he's going to come they back. To, that first round, they'll watch whoever they're going to play, and he'll get his his repetition back in. Then again, I'm, I'm just not. That's not that's just my main worry because when it's like you can normally like I wonder about his conditioning, how his body's going to react to the fact that because not like Phoenix is, has this but this vast depth now that they made the trade to get him, and. Essentially, he's going to be running a lot of minutes. But I mean, it's weird though because I, I he got injured in a freak injury type of way, and so yeah, it it's not like it was one it was one of those things that his body just broke down. He literally just slipped and he hurt his ankle. So I'm curious to see Ooh. how how his conditioning is, especially if he's the minute he comes back, he's expected to play heavy minutes because normally you ease a guy into that. You don't just throw him into the fire because no, it's not it's not oh, no. necessarily good he for the body. He'll come back with time to see here. Yeah, so he'll come back. If he gets really evaluated in three weeks and he comes back, he'll have one, two, three, four, five. They'll have five games to play, and then he'll have the playoffs right there. The the bigger thing I'm concerned about is where they're going. If they need to get to second place in the West. I think who, they, who are you scared of them playing? I don't think they want to play the Clippers or the Warriors first round. Mm. I don't think you want because I, I feel like Clippers would is is that's a that's a that's a lot of work Kevin Durant would have to do. I feel like that's a series like he would actually have to like because you don't have Kawhi Paul George thrown at you, um, you know, for an entire game. I feel like that's not something you want to come back into. And then the Warriors, I just don't think you want to see. I just don't think you want to see a first round. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, if you can avoid. And right now the problem is they're five and six, so it's like Memphis and Memphis and the Kings are Kings are eight and two in their last two, which is crazy. The they had a really good uh, overtime game the other night against the Knicks, or it was even overtime. It was yeah. like a late for Aaron yeah. Fox like cooked in the fourth quarter. It was yeah. Like, yeah, they uh, 
uh, Sabonis pretty much just because they, I think they've had like the number one offense, like the number one offensive rating in the fourth or they're in crunch time. And he was basically like, yeah, we just get the bear in the five. We just get fox the ball. He, he does everything. And <laughs> so funny. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, but, I mean, they're only, they're only two and a half games behind the game. Yeah. And I have no shot they keep with this. They're, I think they're 71 since All-Star break. So uh, you hope at some point they cool off. In the Grizzlies, Grizzlies just lost um, John uh, Morant uh, and Brandon Clark. No, no. Brandon Clark. There you go. They just lost him for the season. Uh, I don't know. Is Jock coming back next game? I, I mean, they said I know it was originally two games, and then it was indefinitely. So I don't know if he's coming back early. But I, the thing is, I mean, they're not playing awful without him. Uh, they they're one in three without him. I think they're one in three, but it's not. It's, I mean, it's not their offense that's the issue. No, I mean they put up they put up one thirty one, one twelve, one thirty five, and then they did put up ninety seven against the Grizzlies. But that was the very first game. No, he played that game. Sorry, actually, he played that game. No, are you you're talking about their last string of games, right? Without yeah, him, talking about the, the yeah the. I mean, yeah, the Grizzlies. I mean, the the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers. They put one twenty nine against the Clippers, and then they put up one thirty one against the Warriors. The the one game was the, the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers are are have been an elite defense since they got in uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah. So it's like I, the one team they struggled against offensively was an elite a defensive team. So so you're, so it, you're it, saying that they shouldn't want to play the Grizzlies? Is that what you're? No, they're not going to play. I mean, they're going to play. They're not going to play. Grizzlies are, are too far ahead, I think. I don't think they would fall that far. Grizzlies are how far ahead? Eh, I mean, yeah, they're five and a half ahead of the, the five and a half ahead of the Clippers at this point in the season. No shot they, they fall that far. It's not like it's not like the Clippers are playing, you know, dominant either. Neither the Warriors. Well, I just feel like Honestly, that Suns team oh, is in wow. a weird position though, because they're what if if Kevin Durant comes back? I don't really know. I think the worst matchup they have probably is the is a Clippers team without a doubt. Even though the Clippers I mean, are in this weird space, I'll even talk about that when we do our rankings. But yeah, Clippers. Um, the Warriors are always a tough. Out. Yeah, War always one of those things you're just worried about. They're garbage on the road. Though. They're so bad. The Grizzlies are um, weird to me too, though. I'm not gonna, you know. They're what? The Grizzlies are a weird team for me, too. 
But I, yeah, well, I'm looking at them like they're not going to fall that far. There's no shot. Uh, but, but if the Suns lost, if the Suns fell though, the Suns could be a team. If they fell enough, they could play end up playing the Grizzlies though. Nah, but they have to fall to the six seed. I mean, I mean, it's close enough. I mean, yeah, but do you expect them to play worse than the Clippers, Warriors, Timberwolves, Mavericks? Without KD, the they could play worse than. Without... They could play worse than the Warriors. Out? Uh, well, I mean, we have such a small sample size, it's hard to tell. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, it's not like, it's one of those things where it's not like he came in and like solidified himself that like now that he's missing, it's like, oh God, how can they play without him? It's just like, okay, they're just the Suns again now. I feel like that team's talented enough. I mean, they're missing a few pieces now, but I feel like that's, that a, that's my thing enough. is without the death because you know, uh, they'll maintain, they'll maintain that. Because right even there. the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies remaining games, Dallas, Dallas, Miami, San Antonio, Golden State, Dallas, Houston, Houston, Atlanta, Orlando, Clippers, Clippers, Chicago, Portland, and the Pelicans, Milwaukee, Oklahoma City. I don't know when Jaws coming back, but uh, I, 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 I'm gonna guess soon. Uh, I'm gonna take a wild guess here. The Suns are gonna finish in the third seed, and I, I would assume Grizzlies and Suns will put. That's pretty much. Where I think happens, I don't think the Suns fall like that. The the one the thing that makes it interesting is the Timberwolves, and I feel like that's the one that makes it. I feel like that's what people will be gunning for. I think people have already admitted as such. Oh, did he? No, I'm saying I think some teams have already admitted as such. I think teams oh, yeah, yeah, teams yeah. have admitted that they want to play the Timberwolves or they want to play the Kings. Yeah, yeah I, well, I know people mentioned the Kings. But the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves are in a spot because they also don't have, they get Carlton Town back uh, soon, um, so they're going to be working him back into the lineup. And I guess like depending on how soon that is, it's like you could catch them kind of when Carlton Towns is still not fully one hundred percent healthy back yet and back into the team flow. Yeah, the Mavericks are interesting. Well, okay, so let's shelve some of this because I don't want – because I feel like some of this is going to yeah, get yeah, yeah. into okay, our okay. power yeah, rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's but, – but we, we should go ahead and just move into power rankings because I feel like we can't really talk more about the Suns without going into – it's going to go into other teams basically at this point. Okay, and I don't think we're looking at either the Clippers, the, Warriors, Timberwolves all being within the top ten. So Okay, so then let me you're, – you're just not that worried about the Kevin Durant injury as a – No. Okay, I'm I'm not terribly worried. It's not like judging by the kind of car- player Kevin Durant is, I'm not terribly worried. I am like one, ah. on a scale of one, perfectly fine to ten. Oh God, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be awful. Give me a, give me a number. I am at a three. Okay, that's the number I last year. Yeah, I'm at a three four. Whatever, right there. Okay, let's do our power rankings. So we did power rankings last episode. We had power rankings, so we did thirty to twenty one. For anybody who needs a reminder to know where we were with the power rankings last week. So we both had at 30, the Spurs. 29, we had the Rockets. 28, we had the Detroit Pistons. 27, the Charlotte Hornets. I had the Orlando Magic at 26. He had the Pacers at 26. I had the Pacers at 25. He had the Magic at 25. I had the Bulls at 24. He had the Lakers at 24. I had the Blazers at 23. He had the Bulls at 23. I had the Jazz at 22. He had the Blazers at 22. And then I had the Raptors at 21. And he had the Hawks at 21. So for Team 20, I guess I'll start this off. I have the Nets. And funny enough, it's like weird because when we initially did the power rankings, I don't know why. I just, like, I looked over the Nets entirely. 
and well i think we both did actually because none of us had the nets on here so we we kind of didn't account for the fact that they were without kevin durant and Kyrie. And so, even though they've been a, they've played, they've been a competitive team since the trade. It's not like they, they just uh, tanked off a cliff. They they were awful at first, and then they kind of they kind of started turning. They you know last turned turn around. They've won one, two, three, three of their last four. Yeah, they made it interesting. I w- I so um, I, I have the Nets at twenty because I think if you were if you're a team playing them and you try to take it, you try to take them. For for granted, I guess it's a, easily a game that you can lose. Like there's some like kind of how Draymond Green has said there are teams you play in the NBA and you're just like, oh yeah, <laughs> these guys. All right, let's you know how late are we staying out tonight, boys. You know, but it's like with the Nets, if you try to do that, they there's still a team that will compete and they could beat you on any given night. Yeah. What's your twenty? Actually, the Nets. Oh, you have the Nets too. And then it's so hard to judge the Nets though from an overall standpoint. Like you can look at the roster and judge them, but even when you try to look at the numbers, you have the numbers aren't accurate because the numbers really they take into account the whole season. And so it's like uh, when you're comparing them against other teams, you're just like I don't know how to really gauge the Nets. But yeah, I think they're interesting, man. I think I I, I think. They're only they're they're like if you play the Nets in the I think everybody's at this point like oh can we play the Nets? <laughs> yeah, I mean at this point you're shoot, I mean listen your best score is Mikel Bridges. Ooh, I, listen, I love Mikel Bridges, but your your best score is Mikel Bridges. Eh, you listen, nothing we're going for. <laughs> Give us those guys. Okay. Yeah, I don't think like Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie and Mikel Bridges. Those are the guys you're going for. Honestly, uh, what's been the real surprise is that well first of all his his scoring has been the most surprising. I think he's averaging like. 26 games. 26 first, points, uh, you mean? 26, yeah, 26, 26 and a half points over his first 10 games with the net. Um, it, I mean, so he, he's doing great with scoring one. You know, he's taking a nice little step forward for him. Hopefully so, he keeps the durability. They've been, they've, been, they've been great defensively. It's yeah. just that they just, don't, they just don't have the uh, they just don't have the offense. Essentially. Okay, let's go to 19. What's your 19th team? I have uh, the Jazz. Okay. All right. What made you put uh, the Jazz here? I didn't know where to put them because I don't like like. Okay, so I like the, I like the Jazz. I think I think I said a lot of time they're just kind of scrappy team. They're just kind of they just I just kind of winning games. Like I don't know how, uh, but they were. And then they came out all star breaking completely let me down and completely started losing games. The trades that they made at the trade deadline, deadline clearly, I mean, they were great trades to move forward, but, you know, obviously it's not doing something for this season. They've lost one, two, three, four, four, four in a row. Uh, and they lost against the Spurs. They lost against the Spurs. They dropped two against the Thunder. Lost to the Mavericks. And they, oh, no, sorry. They're, they, they're one and four in the last five. Sorry, that's what it was. They beat the Magic last night. Uh, they just they just don't have enough oomph, and I think they traded off their top four guys in terms of like steals and in terms of perimeter defense. And so the their defense, which was already bad, is now just even worse. I I, I really wanted to see them in the playoffs, but I think it's like they're just going to. But 
they're they're dropping in defensive rating. They're now 24th. They're going going towards 30th. They're trying their best not to, but what can you do? Uh, I just don't I just don't see it happening. Okay, so my 19 team is the Wizards, and okay, I feel like the Wizards they fit in this spot where they are. They're just a middle of the of the league type of team. Like yeah. that's I mean, that's essentially what this tier in a lot of respects is. Uh when you're going through twenty to eleven, you're yeah. evaluating the bottom middle and the top middle of the league. And right now I feel like they are a bottom middle team and you can see even how they win lose games. Last ten games, Wizards, loss, 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 win, win, loss, win, win, loss, loss, win, win, loss, loss, win, loss. That's perfect five and five. Literally, that's just the type of team these guys are, and they don't even even I I like I like their pieces. I like Bradley Beal. I like Kyle Kuzma. I like eh, I'm fond of Kristaps Porzingis. So. <laughs> Look, for whatever reason, he's, he's turned around this season. He has. He has. It's, it's just I feel I feel a little bit of a way about Kristaps. I'm. Not not that I, it's like I don't like him or anything like that. I'm just always like, eh, do I trust you? Right? It's like I don't know if I. Yeah, I totally feel that. You know, but I mean, credit to him. He's played 56 games this year, so. Yeah, played 56 games and played like a like a legit number two option. I think 56 out of 66. So he's mixed 10 games at this point. So. Yeah. Yep. And he's averaging you know 23 eight. 49% from the field, 38% from deep. I think sometimes I just sit on Kristaps and I'm like, man, what could have been? Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, I think that's the thing, especially when him and Luca initially connected. That was like, that was supposed to be the thing, but it didn't turn yeah. out that way. But the, I mean, the Wizards are, I mean, even they're, like, when you look at them from a standpoint of them compared to, like, the rest of the league, and when you think about all, like, what, what do they really excel at? Their 21st and defensive efficiency, so I'm not really gonna like you know ring their bell for the defense. And then offense, they're tied for 14th or tied for 15th, rather 15, 16th, whatever. Yeah. So they're middle literally the middle of the pack team. So they're not really a team I ring home about. But uh, you know, credit to them. You know, they the Wizards are always in this weird spot where they're like they're always fighting for playoff contention, but they're never. It never feels like they have they have a, they get the guy that will push them to being in that oh we're we can buy for a top four seed in the East. It never is that they're always vying for playoff contention or fighting for a lower seed, and it's just that's where they are. Okay, eighteen. I have the Hawks. You had the Hawks at twenty one, so I was definitely higher on the Hawks than you were, and I felt as though. A large part of the reason why I have them here at 18 is because I do think that well, they're 18th in offensive efficiency. When it comes to defensive efficiency, they're 22nd. And so we always known the Hawks are our offense first team. That's what's always been their bread and butter. They've always been an offensively, predominantly offensive team. And I think that when I look at the Hawks, the main reason why I have them at this position, I... I think that's even – it might be something a little short. But it's also just because of the fact that I feel this team should be better than it is. Especially when you, when you just look at the Hawks roster, you're like, oh, man, Trey Young, DeJounte, 
John Collins. No, yeah, John the Baptist. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you look at some of their talent and and you're just like, okay, like you think you would think this team can perform better than it is, and then you're just you're just kind of a little bit confused because you're just like, oh, hmm. They're they're also another team that's like on the bottom half of the league or on the bottom half of the Eastern Conference or let me not say bottom half. They're they're one of the teams fighting for a playoff spot t- per se and trying to trying to get a, be in the play in or be one of the higher seeds in the play in, as opposed to being a team that's supposed to be fighting for a fourth, fifth, or even third seed, right? And so I'm not too high on the Hawks. I think I put them here because I just I acknowledge their talent. I acknowledge that star power. Like I think all the teams below them. I think that they have most likely the best player outside of prob- possibly Bradley Beal. And hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When I look at the Hawks' remaining schedule, it's Wizards, Celtics, Timberwolves, Warriors, Spurs, Pistons, Timberwolves, Pacers, Grizzlies, Cavaliers, Nets, Mavericks, Bulls, Wizards, 76ers, Celtics. So it's not the toughest schedule. So there could be movement in the East, but it's like weird because when you look at the Hawks, this is why this is why I feel like the Hawks to me are are they they belong perfectly in this spot at 18 because no matter what's happened in this season, I don't I swear I haven't seen a scenario where the Hawks have been higher than the 7th seed but never been lower than like the ninth seed. They've always just been in this area of, of bouncing between 7 to 9 and to me, like all these other teams have gone through major shakeups on their on their rosters. They've dealt with injuries and stuff. Not to say that the Hawks haven't dealt with a lot of these things, but if you're a good team, a lot of times you can you can excel beyond those things, and then you'll normally steady you'll, your 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 ship can either rise or you'll steady to where you're normally supposed to be at. Like even though the Cavaliers were a team that started pretty hot in the season, I think they were they were jockeying with the Celtics for the number one seed at one point. And then they kind of they kind of came back down to regulation, but they were but they were going between one to four, and now the the Cavs have stayed between three and four, going back and forth with Philly, and so for me I'm like okay the Cavs are showing me that they're way more like they're they're consistently performing at this level. They're not a team that you know just had a hot run and now come down, and so from the Hawks are showing me I feel like this is a position I'm comfortable putting them at. So what would your A team be? Uh, my 18 is the Pelicans. Mm, interesting. Um, so Pelicans, I have the Pelicans there for um, quite a few reasons. Uh, one of the the big reasons is 
Uh, obviously, Zion Stea made a report out that he is not even close to coming back. But on top of that, you have Jose Alvarado out for the stress fracture in his right leg. Larry Nance has missed the last three games with the ankle sprain. Jonas Valanciunas has missed the last two with his with the cough contusion. And CJ, who's already shooting bad, is dealing with a thumb injury. So you have a ton of injuries coming up. Then on top of that, your schedule is you play Sacramento at Sacramento. You play Dallas. You play OKC and you play Portland. You might lose everything one of those games. Yeah. And they're, it's just injury. Like, like the team, like when they started out, they were good. Like they were great when they first started out in the season, honestly. But, man, it's just been – it's been kind of ugly. Like it is just they can't they can't stay healthy. So I saw this crazy stat about the Pelicans, and I'm actually gonna go into this too because the Pelicans are actually my 17th team. So <laughs> I this is the stat I saw on Zion. Zion Williamson is only averaging 28.5 games per season since entering the league. That's insane. Yep. The, the dude's not playing. I mean, what? That's that's nuts. That's yeah, nuts. Yeah. It, it reminds me they've already extended him. My gosh, that is so nuts to me. They have already extended him. I'm I'm still hoping for the. Uh, I'm still hoping he's still out for a particular uh, for another two weeks, particularly. Um, potentially, sorry. Yeah, well, he's out at least for two more weeks. Uh, yeah, but just, uh, just can't play. Can't, man. Who's, who's your 17? My 17? Uh, the Wizards. Mm, okay. You're two, two spots removed from me. Yeah. Uh, it's not so much that they're good. Um, it's just, they have a need, they have a need, they just have a nice schedule coming up, honestly. They have a nice schedule. Their people are healthy. Bradley's playing. He's finally actually playing. He's been he's he's been stretch of injuries in and out of the lineup. He's finally just actually playing in the game to get like together. They their lineup that they want to play is finally playing together. So we'll see how that goes. Like they played Detroit, Atlanta, Atlanta, and then they fell out with Philly. So it's like that's a that's a nice split. I feel like and they're. Who's in front of them in the, uh, in the standings? I want to say that they're sitting right in the playoff playing. Yeah, they're right there. So you know, I, I was I was crapping on the Pacers and the Bulls, and you know they're only a game. They're a game back. I'm looking at the league, and it's like there's just so many teams between 30 and 34, 35 wins. Yeah. So I'm looking at my teams. I'm like, man, are these, are these? Is this team too high? Is this team too high? And I just realize, no, they're not too high. It's just everybody's like around the same record. <laughs> like, and you're just shooting for like, all right, which one's the best one out of these group of teams that are in the same place? Yeah. I mean, like, thankfully the West is kind of like, like once you get past these, like the bottom, but the bottom of the East is just bad. And then you get like a stretch of teams in the West, and then you're back into the East again. And I don't know. It's just, a, it's just a weird. A weird season. Next so, team is OKC, by the way. So, okay, so your 16 is OKC. 
Yeah, which I don't even like the S16, but whatever. I'm, I'm if here. Wow, that's interesting. Have you already picked OKC? No, I I have not picked OKC yet. Who do you have? No, it's funny. It's just funny to me because we both had OKC in the same spot. Uh, all right, then. I, I don't like them here. <laughs> like I said, all the, why, why don't you like them here, though? <laughs> this team isn't that – like I don't know. They're not that good. I mean, like, they're fine. Like, I, I don't even know if they're going to make the play-in. But do you think that's that's because of – well, I guess that's how you have to factor things is, is the toughness of the like, West. They're 12th, and they're 12th right now. This this is the thing. They're, they are 12th in the West. And I could easily be like, yeah, they could still make a play. And it's like they could, they could, they're four and six in their last ten. They can, they can easily go six and four, and all of a sudden end up in the ninth spot. Yeah. It's just like I, I'm looking at the standings, and I'm looking at like where I'm placing, and I'm like, is this really where I want to put them? And then I just realized, you, you know, every two games, these all these standings are just switching up and down. You know. Mm-hmm. It so is. Tough. Like, I don't know. Okay. It, Okay, see, there. I, I, they're just they're just slightly better than the other teams that I have behind them. I got I, I, Shy is probably the best. Let me see. Before I make that statement, is he better than everybody else I've listed so far? Yes, he's, he's the best player of anybody I've listed so far. My man had to really think about it. I, I, well, I, I was thinking. I was like, did I have the Hawks in this one? And no, I didn't. Uh, I, even I want to talk about Trey Young, Trey Young at some point, but it's not. This is not the podcast. The their offense has been amazing. They've, I like what they've done with Shy. They moved him off ball. They And now, well, he's been out. But even when before he was out, uh, Giddy was the was kind of handling the ball a bit more and more. And this is pretty much just what happened with him being out now is just that Giddy still just runs point essentially and it's just a, a collection. This is what OKC has. They have a collection of talent, and this collection of talent is just is just doing enough to win games. Yeah, like Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams all of a sudden started scoring twenty a game. You know, like I, I okay, I, I mean, yeah, like he was doing well before. I think he averaged like twelve. He's averaging twelve or thirteen on the season, and then all of a sudden, Shy goes out and he's putting up twenty one on fifty seven, forty seven. And this is a guy who doesn't have a jump shot or, or a three point shot at least. But he's a he's a I think a league, a league average, like maybe a league like slightly below league average. And all of a sudden, he's hitting forty seven percent of his threes. Uh, it's just, yeah, uh, it's just weird. Their defense is. Their, I, I can only imagine defense. if Chet Holmgren would have been healthy. That's the thing. Yeah, again, it's the thing. It's like you know, but that's fine. I'd rather him stay here than you know push himself for a year. That's not going to even matter in the grand scheme of things. They're 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 twelfth in offensive rating and eleventh in defensive rating. I don't know how they're eleventh in defensive rating. Like whenever I see them, I, I watch them. It's like the scores like one twenty, one thirty. I never feel like it's it's like they're playing great defense, but maybe they are, and I just it's just like a, a bias that they're that they're not. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Shy comes back. You know, we'll see how they go. Uh, they're I, young. They're they're young. I agree um, with. Go... I, I think I agree with a lot of your talking points because I think this team is like one of those young scrappy teams that I love in the NBA and. They have really good, talented pieces, like you noted. And I think any given night, this team can give anybody some bump, right? So, And I think they're perfect right at that 16th spot because I think they're one of those teams that 
It's like you can't. They're they're like right in the middle of the league. It's just it, like when you think about it, it's like is this the is this the team that's like because we're basically at league average at this point. Yeah. And we're like, is this the, is this the quintessential league average team? And like my heart, my heart says no. But everything else says yes. So I guess they are kind of are. Well, I think I think they are because when you. When you evaluate them amongst it, it's always like you watch them play and you're like, man, this is a good team. But then you look at the other teams in the same conference, you're like, but those are really good teams, right? Like, and their best players, like, if we're if we're going through, like, most likely our 1 through 10, every one of those teams has a player that's better than Shai Gilgis-Alexander. Their second best player is most likely a player that's better than Josh Giddy or anybody else on the team. So it's like, okay, that's really like 10 spots. That you're like, okay, I would take most of these players, most of their top two players over anybody the Thunder has to offer. And then once you even get to like 10, 11, 12, 13, I still would probably take a lot of those guys over the Thunder's best players. So it's like, mm, they're kind of where they, they should be. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so we both had the Thunder at 16. 15, so 15 for me, this is... So I struggled. I actually did really struggle with fifteen. I, this is the area that got really complex for me, because okay, I don't want to get accused of being a hater because I'm not a hater by any sense of the word. Okay, okay. I, all right, all right. I think I, I feel like I know where this is going. I I really am not a hater. Okay, I just I am very skeptical. Okay, like okay. this team you have way lower. You what, have way lower idea. Really. Go ahead. Do I really? Go ahead and say it. Then you do, right? I have the Mavericks here at 15. Wow, that's not who I thought you were going to say. Really? Yeah, you have them. You have them. Oh, no. Actually, they're my 14th team, so. Okay. Yeah. So, part of the reason why I have the Mavericks here, they're great offensively. They're amazing. Yeah, they're, they're a great offensive team. And that that goes without saying, right? But my problem with the Mavericks is that they cannot guard a shadow, and it has come to it's come to show in a lot of their most recent games since acquiring Kyrie Irving. And now Luca just got injured with a thigh injury. They say he's day to day with that flat thigh injury, and I'm like, if Luca has to miss any time due to that thigh injury, look. That Mavericks team, Kyrie's talented and all, but I'm not taking Kyrie and Christian Wood to the bank to be winning my next whatever amount of games. Like every team that's supposed to, I, I remember who we had that had their two next games against Dallas. If Luca can't play, they are rubbing their hands Birdman style right now. Hold on, let's see who they're playing. Before you say like that. Dallas is 24th in the NBA in defense. They played the Grizzlies twice, actually. They, if Luca can't play, Dylan Brooks right now is rubbing his hands, saying, stop, stop "I'm about it. to throw that boy stop Kyrie it. around." <laughs> listen, listen, let's be real here. The defense does that. That team doesn't matter to Dylan Brooks. That man's letting Nick fly regardless. <laughs> my man, yo, you man said Brandon Clark's out. Those are my shots now. Exactly. Dylan Brooks is looking at Kyrie Irving. He's like, "Oh, you want to sage the place, huh?" <laughs> He said, you want, you want to bring peace? I'm all about I wanna, chaos. I want to go through the last couple games for Dylan Brooks, okay? Oh, come on. <laughs> Warriors, 14 points. 
six of 15 shooting, one of seven from deep. Lakers, 13 points, five of 17, three of 10 from deep. What the heck? Nuggets, eight, eight points, three of 10. Hey, two of five from deep, that's 40%. Why is he shooting uh, so much? Since Jaw and Brandon Clark uh, went out, what the heck? Uh, no, this is this is this, yeah, those two games. Yeah, oh no, 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 no. It, it, oh, no, please stop. Uh, it goes on. Here we go. Best, best game, best game he's had so far. Uh, the Rockets, sixteen points, five of ten, four of eight from deep. Uh, before that, though, the Lakers, seven points, two of eleven, two of six. Oh my god. He's got some clunkers in there. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, to be fair, on the season, on the season, he shoots 38. percent Okay. Hey. I... <laughs> well, shoots 38 percent and 31 percent from deep. He needs John Morant back bad. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> what listen, the freak is going on? Listen, my man. Listen, my man. Shoot, he takes. He makes. He gets 14 points a game on about 14 shots, probably. Oh my gosh, man, that is rough. What the yeah, heck? He's, he's, uh, not good on offense. Okay, so what do you what do you think? Well, you had the Mavericks at a spot right above me. Yeah, so. I had the, I had them above them. Team I have in that spot is the Raptors, but I want to talk about the Mavericks real quickly. Uh, oh, so you have Raptors in fifteen? Yeah, I have Raptors and the Mavericks. Let's just be real. I want to talk about the Mavericks because the Raptors really aren't that interesting. Um. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus so Defensively, I want to talk about defensively. These are all very small sample size. They haven't played that much. So defensive rating, right, with um, with Kyrie and with with Doncic and Irving on the court is one thirteen. That would put them about twenty, about about twenty. Oh, so they improved four spots from their season placement of defensive issues. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, one thirteen. So, Don't What? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Donson Snow Irving uh, is 132. Whoa. Uh, that's, that, that's, uh, that's not good. That would be, uh, that would be last. Woof. Uh, but now, Irving, no, Donson is a lot better. It's 122. <laughs> so, they're better be... defensively with Kyrie on the floor and no Luka. Which would be last. <laughs> They're bad. They're bad defensively, essentially. <laughs> uh, now, one without the other, 126.9, which would be uh, last. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, what I'm trying to say here, 
is they're bad on defense. <laughs> but I will say this. Offensive rating with Kyrie, no, uh, no Doncic, 132. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's part of the problem. They need to be on it together. Doncic, no Irving, 106. Hmm. Yes, they are negative twenty six. If you if you're not keeping track without uh, without Irving, and that is a large part of the problem. They are plus ten with no downsides. Hmm. Yeah, I Dallas. I'm I'm just. I I'm, I've always been weird about that. Like this is part of the reason why I've always been like I don't see how Dallas can get to the finals because I just don't know how they they've always been a team that we're just gonna run the score up on you every time, and even in post seasons. I mean, granted now they have Kyrie, maybe it will help Luca. It'll be easier for him, but and and granted, I mean we're talking regular season here, so even regular season they can probably win games huh. playing this manner. But now with Luca having a thigh injury, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I I am I am very I'm in a weird space with the Mavericks. When I watch them play, I'm not watch. I don't like. I watch them. I'm like I see the talent, but I don't see that talent like getting teams up off the court. Like it's like almost like teams are like, oh, we know you can't you can't stop us, and we're just gonna come at you again on the other end. Whereas like other, other teams, it's like when I watch teams play the Warriors, or when I watch teams play the Suns, when I watch teams play the Bucks, the Celtics. I see the Celtics and Bucks like lock in and stop them on possessions. It's almost like the the Mavericks at times. I'm like, ah, man, you guys. I mean, it's really turnstile defense at times out there. Hey, listen. Uh, so since the trade, they have uh, been 121 per 100 possessions, 121 points per 100 possessions, and they allow 120 points per possession. And they've been three and six since uh, Doncic when Doncic in lineup, Doncic and Irving been in the lineup. AKA, they're barely a marginal team, a barely a plus team with with Kyrie and Doncic on the court. Is what I'm trying to say. Goodness, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not great. And again, I, I have said this before. They better hope they sign Kyrie. Oh, ago. truly. Man, that thing is not not great without it. Like, man, it it would be bad if he leaves. It would be. I mean, it, that'd be a gut punch. Yeah, because like since Irving's arrival in Dallas, ranked defense last defensively allowing 122 points per possession. Sorry, actually. Wow. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, how much did that score? They were scoring. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So that was that. Uh, I will talk about the Raptors quickly because I did say that they are my team. They have been awful offensively, and yet somehow they won. So their first five games out, they were god awful offensively. Like it was genuinely bad. Somehow they won three of those five games. I, I can't tell you how. Uh, they shouldn't have. They should be like one and four out of it, but they're they they went three and two. Three two. That's what, listen. That's what teams are supposed to do when you're when you're bad. You do you do things. You do things you're supposed to. Is where you have you have some talented guys. And you have good coaching. And this is why they are 
fifteenth to me, right? They are they are fifteenth in the league in offensive rating. They are fifteenth in the league in defensive rating. They are fifteenth in the league in net rating overall. They oh, so they're, they're square in the middle of the league. They're dead set in. That's why I had to put them at fifteen. That's they, so like they have they have god awful stretches of offense, and then they have great stretches of defense. They're they're just they're just an average team. Okay, so your 15 is the Raptors and your 14 is the Mavericks. My 15 was the Mavericks. Now my 14. My 14. My 14. This is one I definitely did struggle with. I went back and forth on this. And I had to evaluate them fairly. I mean, I know it's a different team since the trade, but I have the Lakers at 14. Wow. Yeah, so I this this oh, is why I have oh, the like. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you move them up, or was this like your original fourteen? Yeah, I had them here. I I thought oh, this is wow. where the. I thought when even, look, even the first podcast. Yeah, this when I when I when we wow. built out the list, I that's why when you were like so surprised, I was like, oh, you, you're gonna see where I have. <laughs> wow, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, now it now it kind of works out, but yeah. Well, because wow. I, bro, that's why I was so surprised when you had the Lakers. Like, let me look at it. Where did you have the Lakers? At? When you had the Lakers at, when you had them at twenty fourth after that trade, I was like, fam, this trade. I, I listen. I said I had to see it. And listen, that game. What game was it? Was it the Mavericks game? I think m- maybe. Wait, wait, which one? Are you? What circumstance where, are you describing? Where Vanderbilt just went absolutely insane. Oh yeah, on Luca. Yep, that was a Mavericks when game. He, when he went insane in the third quarter, I was like, oh no, I got them way too low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, bro. When I when I that, that trade to me was so huge. Like the pieces that they I got. I, I just, I, you know, I, I I actually thought about like going back. And I, I actually had the Lakers. I was gonna go fix it. And I was like, oh, all right, I was wrong. I had the Lakers. I actually had them at fifteen, and I erased it because I was like, you know what? I already have them on the list. I'm not gonna move them up now. Yeah, like they are. I just knew, man. I was like, dude, it was so. Obviously, I'm a Lakers fan, so they're the team I watch the most. But I've watched some of these other guys and all these other places, and like they've always been like quality players, right? But the Lakers were a team that you could see how the Lakers would play, and you're like, dude, there's no reason. And Anthony Davis and LeBron James' team should be this bad. And it was always a thing. And I've talked about it with you. I've talked about it with my siblings. I've talked about it with everybody. I'm like, dude, this team is just not built well. And then that trade. It, and I hate that Russell Westbrook is getting called things like a vampire just because like of team chemistry or whatever or his fit on the floor. But there was something to be said that the fit on the floor. I'm not going to call him a vampire. But the fit on the, th- on the floor was so suffocating from a spacing standpoint that now it's not like they brought in dead eye shooters or something like that, but they brought in guys that can shoot. They they can shoot. And, <laughs> but then but then you also improved your defense drastically with this move. And so it's like one of those things for me that when when I, I was like, man, this team they're, they're going to have an improvement. The only trepidation I had was the LeBron injury, obviously, with that having come into effect because we didn't know that, you know, prior to when we when we started the Power Rankings list. And so the LeBron injury, I was like, oh, am I going to be in danger? But then they've shown that, look, this is a quality team. I mean, Anthony Davis is playing like he was in November. He's back to playing that yeah. way. And that was one of yeah. the things that we said, hey, if Anthony Davis plays like this, this team will be this 
X level good, and they are, they are, and yeah. I I um, I think that if if and if they haven't even had D'Angelo Russell, they haven't had him. He's he's been hurt too. So I'm like when he, when he comes back, you get another ball handler. I only see this team going up. I might I might even feel like I, I mean I think 14 is cool where I have him at no, right now. Go ahead, and say, go ahead and say what you were gonna say. Go, wait, go ahead and say what you were gonna say. No, I, I think you you could make the argument of this team against some other team. Like you when I when we hit some of these other teams, I I'm gonna touch on like right next, even next maybe. You could debate the Lakers with my next team. I don't know what team you have at four. Oh no, sorry, or you have at thirteen. But it's like I'm the, part of the reason why I have the Lakers stuck at fourteen as well when I did the when I did the list initially is because I had trepidation about D'Angelo Russell on defense, and so I'm like, mm, let's see how he comes back. Right, because uh, Dennis Schroeder has been the main ball handler since him and LeBron have been out. So now you incorporate, and and part of the reason why they've been so good is because they've been so top tier on defense. So now D'Lo comes back. Let's see how that goes, right? But I, I just mm-hmm. you bring back a, a a guy that can score around the rim well, a guy that can shoot the three, who's a good passer and all that. I, I think I feel good about this team. I feel good about them. At this spot, do you think if you were to redo the list, you, so you said you would have had them at fifteen if you could have replaced them, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, I would have them at fifteen. I would just knock the team down uh, one 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 spot to put them there. Um, the the main thing is their defense. It when I say the defense, Vanderbilt. I, I think when since it been, I have to sat here somewhere. Yeah, uh, Vanderbilt since it uh, firing Vanderbilt, they have allowed just 98.7 points per 100 possessions in 179 total minutes Insane. with Vanderbilt and Davis on the, on, on the floor together. Like, under 100 points, absolutely insane. It's so and good. Again, if you, if you want to watch like what kind of level of defense this guy is bringing, I'm sure you can click it. It's somewhere on YouTube probably. Go look up his third quarter against the Mavericks. I'm sure it's somewhere on YouTube. He played out of his mind defensively. And it, it, just having that level, it, one thing the Lakers have always missed is having fresh young legs. Yeah. Because when LeBron gets in, you only got the vet minimum and you're only signing these old guys. Bringing in these young legs, you got Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Rudy Hachimura. You got all these. You got young legs finally, and now you have a bunch of energy on the court. And that energy, listen. Sometimes that energy is going to be channeled. It's going to be. It's going to be bad sometimes. Sometimes you have some reckless plays, and you have some, some stupid stuff happen. But some other times, you get good energy, and that's what this. That's what Vanderbilt's bringing to you right now. He's bringing great energy on defense. And again, if this team just treads water until LeBron gets back, and LeBron can get himself kind of going and and you know get back to gelling with the team to get in the playoffs. Uh, it, listen, they're one of those one of those teams. You don't that bottom of the West? Yes, the records aren't good, but it's just full of it's just full of veteran teams. And it's like maybe we're putting too much stock into like names and things like that. But like I don't know. Anytime you say the Warriors, the Lakers, even the Clippers right now, they're, I mean they're fifth seed. Yeah, I mean that that's a rough. You know, like you could potentially have like a fifty Clippers Warriors. In the Lakers team at the bottom of the in the bottom of the of the playoffs, yeah, and it's like that's a that's a rough and like the top of the West is not like some established, 
you know, dominant the set of teams. Like the I, I I'm I'm sitting here right now, I'm confident in saying nuts will make it to the second round. I don't think anybody's not gonna but, see but here's the thing. Here's the thing though. Stop. It would you okay, hold on. You said stop. If the Lakers are the eighth seed, are you paying who are you putting the money on? Probably the Nuggets still. You you would take the Nuggets in that series if LeBron's fully probably, healthy. Probably, probably still the Nuggets. Mm, I don't know, man. I gotta <laughs> see. I gotta mm. see. Listen, see the problem is LeBron got hurt. I gotta see them with. Listen, I just gotta see the team all together. You did. Listen, you did this last time. I did, and and you know what? I ate my words. They're playing great. I still gotta see the whole team together. I, I, again, DeAndre Russell got hurt. Then LeBron got hurt. I gotta see the whole team together. It's all mm-hmm. nasty. Okay. 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 Um, but then I mean, after that, after that's where it gets a little sketchy. I mean, you got the Kings and the Grizzlies. I'm telling you right now, the Nuggets are like Lakers. Please advance to the sixth seed. Yeah, sure. I, I'm I'm sure they are. I'm sure they wouldn't want to play them. But it's like if you if you put a gun to my head and said who's going to win this series, I don't know. I'm still probably going to take the Nuggets. Probably. I feel like the Lakers like, have two of the best three players in that series. One. One you could put yeah, if you want to yeah, put they have Yoke. one and three. Yeah, you said what? They have one and three. Yeah, so it's like if you want to, in that scenario, I, I can't try. I just don't trust. Them. I don't trust dudes like Jamal and MPJ and. I know that's my problem. It's like it's not honestly, it's not Jokic. It's like, do I trust? It's never Jokic. Michael Porter Jr. I I trust Jokic. I'm, I'm like I, I, I never I, I never have a problem with Jokic. It's always the other guys. It's yeah. always been the other guys. I, I want to say this again: Trailblazers. The Nuggets are right there. They need it. <laughs> Jokic needs a second star. Please make it happen. Oh, He's man. right there, bro. Like oh, help man. him. Are they in the same conference? They're not trying. Yeah, they're in the same They're not trying to help them, man. They're not trying to help them. I know. Still, man, just wasting them away. Jokic just wasting his time away. Okay. Denver. Let's go to thirteen. Thirteen team. Oh, my my thirteen team is the Heat. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I have the Heat here. I honestly feel as though. Oh, okay. I feel like you know I, this is where I'm comfortable in the Heat at. I I feel as though like Heat the Miami Heat are that team that they're a veteran team. They're always going to get respect, right? You're always going to respect them in the playoffs. You're never going to take the Heat for granted. But now I'm starting to get this feel from the Heat where I'm like. They're, they're like Eastern Conference Finals was probably like they're they're capped right, and when from you mean this year? No, I'm talking about like this core, oh. this core of the Heat, like or that one Finals run was like their cap, and then now like if this team were to overperform, Eastern Conference Finals is their cap, is what I'm saying. Like yeah, that, yeah, sure. that's how good this team. But they have to overperform to get there, right? Well over, way way overperform. Exactly. And so it's like one of those things for me. I look at the rest of their schedule. The rest of their schedule is not too crazy. They got the Cavs, Magic, Jazz, Grizzlies, Bulls, Pistons, Knicks, Nets, Raptors, Knicks, Mavericks, Pistons, 76ers, Wizards, and Orlando. So out of their out of their remaining games, only about what? About half of those are against Eastern Conference opponents that are above them in the standings. So they can't really mm. impact their their positioning by beating any of those Eastern Conference teams that they might go up against. Like the Knicks are right there, the Cavs are. I, I don't think they're going to knock the Cavs off. But and then the Seventy Sixers are too far ahead as well. So it's like one of those things that I look at this team. I'm just like, I think the Heat are kind of going to be where they're at. I don't think they're 
I know Jimmy Butler said he's tired of losing games. And in their last five games, or sorry, in the last six games, they're three and three. So they're literally like 500. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah the Heat are. Three and seven in their last 10. Yeah, exactly. So the Heat are just, you know, they're. Losing right now. <laughs> right, literally as we're recording. So I don't know. I mean, who's your 13 team? Oh, uh, I have the Wolves. The Wolves. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Why? Why do you have the Wolves here? So they're missing Carlos Towns right now. But the problem I have is Our when Carlos so Towns was there. This is how I know we watch basketball struck. so similarly. This is so funny. <laughs> okay. When just, they were I'm there, go on. No, you did. When they were when he was there, they struggled. And so it kind of like and I don't think we talked about it here. I think we talked about it. I think I sent you a text. The they kind of got like they had like a little rough stretch where they first didn't have him. Because I mean, obviously, even if they're they're kind of struggling with them, it's like losing him completely is just like I mean, it's not it's not going to make the issue better. Yeah. And then after that, they kind of righted the ship and were kind of like they're kind of playing well. And I mean, even recently, I, they they go three and one on the California trip. Yeah. And their one loss was to the Warriors, and they had a lead going to the fourth in that quarter. You know, so it's like you win, you win over the Clippers, you win over the Lakers, you win over the Kings. You, your defense is playing well, and so in most situations, I would be like, they would have been my eleven spot right yeah. now. But I have, I, I just because I saw them how they played when when they had Cat, and now, I mean, Cat's been out for Lord knows how long at this point. God, it's three months almost maybe. Yeah. And it's like you're gonna have to reinsert him into the lineup right before the playoffs come. Ah, and it's like, and then in the next couple games they have, they have Philly and Brooklyn coming up, and then I don't think they have like I don't think they have this like nice into the season to like, oh you know we have these couple of teams we can just kind of ease him back into. Yeah. So that's 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 my concern. They're I, honestly this year a vastly so, surprise. Probably the, the surprising team, second surprising team of the year, probably. In, looking at the end of their season, they have they have Hawks, Celtics, Bulls, okay, Raptors, Knicks, Hawks, Warriors, Kings, Suns, Lakers, Timberwolves, uh, Trailblazers, Nets, Spurs, Pelicans. They have two games against really bad teams. Hmm. And it's like you have a bunch of games against you have the Hawks who are middling, the Knicks who are good, Raptors are middling, Blazers are middling. It's just a bunch of but but those aren't gimme games for them. Yeah. So it's like you know, you really don't have like a you know, a, a soft spot in the schedule to kinda of ease them. Like the softest spot in the schedule you have is the Trailblazers, Nets, Spurs. I mean, and that, to be fair, that's the end of the season. So, I mean, it is a nice little, little you know, give me a couple of games that they can kind of ease them back into it. But you're still fighting for, you know, you're still fighting for a playoff spot yourself. So it's not like you can really, you know, take it, you know, ease them back into it. You need him to kind of come back and be like, all right, can't mess up the groove when you come back into this. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just a tough, I, I, cause I don't. I don't know. If I like that team with Carlos Towns. Really? That's my. That's 
that's what my main issue comes down to. I don't think a him and Gobert front court work out that well. It's so funny because you know the funny thing is I have the Hawks or sorry the Timberwolves at twelve. And they did. Yeah, they're my twelve team. That's why I was like, I dude, art, art, like we have like a couple yeah. spaces different, but yeah, I, I kind of feel a similar way about the wolves. The the wolves, mm-hmm. it's weird because the wolves, they're like without cat, they're they were kind of building this Utah like thing. When with Utah mm-hmm. and the Donovan Mitchell dynamic, yeah, and I have I really like Anthony Edwards, dude. I mean, I think I I I, did, I like his. I like how he competes, and I like how I think the the Utah Jazz kind of a uh, or sorry, not the Jazz. Now I'm getting both teams. But yeah, I'm, I like how the Wolves are utilizing him in the absence of Cat, and it is it is getting to this point where I'm like, man, are they going to get to a point where they gotta they do have to make that decision on because obviously this team isn't being fully optimized with Cat on the floor and Rudy Gobert. But you're not going to sit here and not pay or not play the the dudes that you're paying probably the most money on your roster to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, man, I don't know how the, I don't know how they're going to figure it out, but I do like the chemistry they've been building and and how they've been playing in his absence, but how they've been using guys and I I mean, I just don't know. It's like the Timberwolves are in this weird spot for me because I think that they can they can have that competitive that competitive matchup against anybody in a series, right? And yeah. going this long without Cat, like you noted, I think would make any team be in a weird position. I mean, defensively, they're 11th in defensive efficiency. So they yeah. do, they do, they're just above average on defense. And then obviously, they're just below league average on offense at 21 and or 21st in team offensive efficiency. So I think that, I mean, having guys like Jaden McDaniels. And using guys like Kyle Anderson as well to also help buffer your roster depth and such. I don't know, man. I, if, if you ask me where would I see the Timberwolves performing in a playoffs, I mean, obviously, I see them getting knocked out in the first round. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I will say, I think that their team, I, I think, is interesting. I think it's interesting. Just in regular season, just talking strictly regular season, I think they are. They are interesting. They're a young team. They have young, young, good pieces, and then they have like a good mix of veteran talent in there as well. So, I'm I'm comfortable with them at 12. And then for 11, who's your 11th? Oh, it's okay. I want to say this. Actually, no. Um, sorry. Who is your 12? I didn't get your 12. I said Timberwolves are my 12. But who's your 12? The the um quickly the Carlton Towns been out uh, November 29th. Uh, so he's been out for man. He went out almost like the months? first week of the season. Yeah, well, the first. Month. So he's been out month. So first month. Uh, so he's been out December, January, February. We're in March now. Missed about three and a half months, almost. Pain, literal pain, actual. Yeah, the actual. Well, let's see. And then so March seventh, three days ago. Uh, there's no real timeline for him. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. They're not. They're probably not going to rush him back. I, 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 I'll be interested to see if he even actually does come back this season. I know. I, I'm curious about how that's going to work out. Because I, I was actually, I was looking at an article was talking about um, the cap injury. It was talking about Kevin Durant's 2019 cap injury and why they shouldn't rush Cat back. So that's I wouldn't be shocked count. if he. Yeah, if I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he, if he shut down for the season or anything like that. It's kind of because it's kind of like now it's too late to kind of. 
bring them back when your team's kind of playing pretty decent. But I had the Heat at 12. Uh, they're bad offensively. They're really good defensively. Yeah. Uh, they're negative net rating on the season. This is, they're they're just really bad on offense. Like, like <laughs> I, I was I was ESPN was uh, not ESPN sorry. Uh, NBA has, says they are they had a 17 game streak where their effective field goal percentage was worse than league average. Whoa! Uh, that 17 game streak, they're terrible on offense. And then the one game that it did end on, they lost. Really? So it's like, yeah, yeah, it was the next, uh, next game where Julie trying to hit the, the the three. Oh wow! It's oh. just they they don't they don't shoot well. They're like their offense isn't dynamic. They're like Jimmy Butler, like great old school kind of guy gets to the basket, gets to the foul line, kind of scores in the mid range. But it really hurts them that he can't shoot threes, and they just kind of have, like, you know, they paid sixteen million dollars to Duncan Robinson, and then he can't he can't get on the court. And Tyler Hero's a good but not great three point shooter. Bam can't shoot threes. You know, Kevin Kevin Love hopefully can step in and kind of help them out with that. But the offense is just really bad. And it's one of those things that it's it's you know in the playoffs all game slows down and everything. You know, and defenses really come through. The problem is defenses these days are so – I mean, offenses these days are so dynamic that not having an offense yourself while being great defensively just ain't going to cut it. Yeah. No, that's 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 true. And it's just – they just don't have the – they just don't have the dynamicism of, of like look – the, look at the top of the East. I mean, you're looking at – I close it again. You're looking at – looking at Boston. You're looking at – You're looking at, you're looking you're at looking Philly. At, yeah, you're looking at – you're looking at hard. You're looking at not hard. You're looking at uh, Tatum, Tatum Brown. Then you're looking at Harden, Harden and B. Then you look at Giannis Middleton Holiday. Yeah, you got the three in in those in uh in Milwaukee. You Cleveland, got Garland, Garland, yeah, Garland, yeah, Garland Mitchell, and, and Mitchell. And it's like there's just like all this like dynamic, and those teams are all great on defense. Yeah, while also being great on off, while also being you know great offensive teams and it's like you just have the heat here just really good on defense but you know kind of like shrink the court against them they, you, you know what they're not going to shoot the ball so shoot we can just you can just shrink the court and we don't really have to worry about them i really wonder and if they can, anticipated hero to be further along than he is or even for bam one thousand you think so right one thousand percent yeah i think that was definitely i think that's i think gonna hurt them i think they really we're all in on Tyler Hero. Mm. Yeah. And it's just, uh, he's good. You know, he's really good. But. Just not, he's just not the guy. He's not the <laughs> next dude that you need. Like, he's not the guy you need to be next to Jimmy and bam. Like, he's not even the, he's not even the guy's guy. He's like, he's a perfect third option on the team. Yeah. But and that's that's the problem, like, though. He's not supposed to be there. Like they're, yeah. they're not getting from their first and second. They're not getting enough production for him to be able to be your third. So like, looking at PPR, which is not not an end all be all or anything like that, but just looking at PR, fifteen is average. He's at fifteen point two. 
Yeah, exactly. But if, if he he could be his current role if he was playing on the Celtics. He could do that. Yeah, yeah, he fine. Could be perfect if he was on the Celtics. It's just that on this team, that role just doesn't suffice. So it's like, yeah, I, I mean, we said, I mean, I, I've already said what I need to say about the Heat, but I I, I agree with you on this play. I mean, we we pretty much have them flip flopped from our yeah. placement. Uh, looking at him though, I honestly, I think he's a six. He's a six man. Tyler Hero. Yeah, I feel like that's where his his ideal role would be. Like on a, I can see on that. Like a, yeah, I can yeah. see that. But like just looking at his, his like even his counting numbers. I mean, like they're good. Twenty averages at twenty points, five boards, four assists. But it's just like, I just want more out of him. Nah, yeah, I see that. Okay, for eleven, I have last team. Yep, last team. I have the Grizzlies at eleven. Whoa! What? Yes. Caught you off guard with that one. Definitely. Yeah, that's not what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting that in the slightest, honestly. No, okay, this, this, the Grizzlies at 11 is entirely, entirely because of the fact that when I, when I was, when we were initially doing this, I, I think they were, they started losing a string of games. They were on like a losing streak. They did. They did. They were. And I was like, man, what's going on? And that, I started hearing reports about Jaw at the time. And uh, yeah, and I was like, "Yo, something's gonna happen." And remember, I said I don't like talking about this stuff unless I can get conclusive, like reporting, and then all that. And then it just so happens he ends up having the gun incident happen, and I'm like, "Well, that played out." Uh, <laughs> all right. No, no, no. I could totally, I could totally. I mean, it's not all right. Let's be fair. I'm not that far off of you, to be honest. So, I'm not acting like that's crazy. No, but I, I had, I had the Clippers. Mm, okay, you have the Clippers here. Why do you have the Clippers here? Yeah. Health. Hey, that's that's good enough reason. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Listen, man. Listen, I love Russ. I really do, man. I really do. I really wanted the Lakers experiment to work out. I genuinely did. Damn, can he not shoot in the room so often, man? Damn, is it bad? Oh gosh, <laughs> it shrinks the court, man. Like it's so. Uh, I forgot what game it was. The Warriors. I game. think it was the Kings game. No, it was the Kings game. And they were just blatantly disrespectfully leaving him open. Bro, you remember how far Draymond was sagging off of him? Bro, it's so disgusting. And it's like Westbrook can't do enough. Like. It's just like, and he's just like he has he's on, he's on a team that has more space than the Lakers with, and he's still just abysmal. Like, <laughs> just, so, you know, I, I was reading something. It, it, it was like he's like he, he's like a poor dream, a poor man's Draymond Green on offense with none of the defensive value. Oh no! And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're not, you're not horribly wrong. I'm going to be honest with you. You're not wrong some nights. Yikes. It's just, he's just. They're gonna, he's going to start a lineup. I don't know why. And they're going to pull him from the start lineup. I guarantee it. Uh, I don't know, man. Listen, he's just been so bad. You pay a dude that much and, to not start him? Well, I mean, I don't know what he's getting paid with the Clippers, to be honest. But 
Nothing. Yeah, you know, you could, I think it's bad minimum. What's it called? He got bought out. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, there, so Kawhi and Paul George have been available uh, roughly 22 games. They're, they're 11 and 11. And for four of those games, one of them has probably missed one. Well, not probably. One of them has missed the game. So they're 11 and 7 with both in the uniform, uh, which is above average. The, the team is good. Like, this. They're, they're they're weird. Like and when they're healthy, like you look at Paul George and Kawhi, and you sit in there and look at it, and you're like, these guys, both these guys can dominate, and they're both great great defensive players. Like this team, this team when healthy is great. The problem is is that a they're not healthy all the time, and then and then the bigger thing which I think is happening is that when they're not healthy. You're not kind of you know you're not in shape, and so their defense is kind of slacking because they're working so hard on offense and they're not in game shape yet, and so like that's kind of affected their defense, and it's it's just kind of their their defense has been tanking since like January. It's just like mid they were six mid January and it's taking a step backwards. They're ranking 26 over the 22 games that they played in, and allowing 120 points per 100 possessions over this last five game losing streak. Like their defense has just been just bad. <laughs> like, yeah, that's rough. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like when you're when you're when your two big mega stars are, are injured and then they come back and they have to work themselves back into the game, you know, playing form. And what's how long Kawhi missed? You know, they have to work themselves back into playing form. And it's like, you know, the first thing that's gonna that's gonna take a hit is that defense. You know, you're not gonna come back and play defense hard immediately from day one. Yeah. So. I, like my my power ranking on this is just solely based off I know the fact of what I'm getting. I know what Kawhi is. I for the most part know what Paul George is. And going based off that, I, of, of these of these group of teams, this has the, this team has the highest ceiling to me. But they also just have injury issues. So yeah, I could say that. And tomorrow, Paul George just could miss like two weeks. Yeah, so, literally. <laughs> you know, I, I I can't I can't put them I can't put them higher. But honestly, if, if you're asking me, I'd probably put them in the top ten. That is if, so if, like, funny. If, That's if, so funny because uh, yeah. Pre, no, I was just gonna say where you have them at. Just a preview for my ten. They were literally my ten. They were not my ten. I figured because my next because my next team would probably be Memphis. Honestly, that's funny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, being looking at teams. Uh, it is weird for me that the Clippers got rid of like they were like we need ball handlers let's trade ours and get Russ Uh, yeah that that was so weird to me I mean look I think Russ it's like you said Russ is such a it's so weird man because he's still but he he will he gets numbers somehow right it's he, he scores inefficiently I think that's a given at this point but yeah, you're fucked with that at this point. I, I honestly, it's inefficiency to me. That's not even a big deal at this point anymore. It's the turnovers more than anything. Yeah, you know, like he, the way Russ was used to be so, ex, he was so, ex, I mean, he still is, but it used to be to a point where it was like he would get you like 15 assists so you can deal with six turnovers. He would get you like 12 assists so you can deal with four turnovers. But now if you're getting like eight assists and you're getting like five, four turnovers, you're like, eh. It's the turnovers, and it's not the 
Russell always is a bad shooter. I'm not not even going to try and sugarcoat that or anything. But it, it's, it's also about being a confident shooter. And yeah. It's like, I don't care if you've missed 20 in a row. I want you stepping into that next one like you're going to hit it. But I will say, man, there's there's something to the – like there are guys that can't shoot, right? Mm-hmm. But there's something to the – like Draymond said it best. Like when a guy – when you leave a guy so blatantly open, he's going to eventually start questioning like, I'm so open. Like why am I so – like do, should I shoot this, right? And he starts questioning himself. And the problem is you're see- – Russ of old – Russ has never been an efficient shooter. Let's just get that off the book, right? But the problem was it never got to his head. But then you've started to see it getting to his head. And those moments, you can see like it demoralizes the rest of the team because everybody – it's like nobody wants to tell him. Everybody knows that rush shooting an open three probably isn't the most efficient shot you can get in the possession. But if a team is giving it to you every single possession and – Every other option is just more difficult because of that. You, start, you're, you all, as a team, you start realizing, oh man, like this is, this is tough. Yeah. And so there's like a there's like a dampening effect. It was very bad with the Lakers, but that wasn't entirely Russ's fault. I, I'm not gonna. We already talked about them. I'm not gonna go over them. But yeah, I just don't want that effect to happen to the Clippers. I hope it doesn't. But it is weird, man. Like. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I hope. Listen, I hope. Jokic, Jokic just shoot. I think thirty-one percent on the season from deep. That man still taking them. It's yeah. like, listen, Russ. I don't care if you're making them. I just care that I just care that you feel like you're gonna make it. Yeah, shoot and, it and confidently. Like, and the thing is, it kind it kind of trickled down now, and like you just see him like even when he goes to the the. Um, even when he goes to the basket, the basket it's just like it's just ugly. <laughs> it's just ugly. <laughs> I was watching one game. I don't remember what game I was watching. I think it was, I think it was the Philly game that they lost uh, when Embiid fouled uh, Russ at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, the Lakers really, really decided to go out and get two of the worst guards that have no touch around the basket at all." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. And I'm just, it, it, you know, I like it, like you said, I, I hate, I, I, listen, I would love Russ to turn around. I, I love, I, man, Russ is one of my favorite players. I love the energy dude played with. I loved him in, in OKC. I thought he should have won MVP the year he did. All that stuff. It's just like, man, watching him play now, it's just like, man, it's just, it's just a sad watch. It's rough. Uh, uh, yeah, just like seeing it's, what's going on. It's very rough. Yeah, it's tough. And it's like I wish I, w- I hope he can t- I'm just bring him off the bench already. Just go <laughs> ahead, and get it out the way. Bring him off the bench. Oh man, but uh, well, you're gonna. The only problem is what you're benching Russ for Terrence. Yeah, I don't think Terrence is at that point where I mean, there's a reason why they they wanted a ball handler like a point guard. I'm not pulling off, but he's benching for what is it called. I, I don't have the uh, the numbers in front of me because I don't think it's even been enough yet. And, and I think the one of the issue is that the the uh, the Kings the uh, Kings Clippers games kind of kind of kind of throw things out of whack 
of like how good the offense actually is with them on the court and whatnot. So I, I, I want to wait a couple games, but I don't know, man. Just to having just having Russell on the court, like it just makes the job like that much work for Kawhi and Paul George that much harder. Yeah, no, I, I I'm, I'm with you. I, I get it. I, I'm totally with you on that. I think it's yeah. I, I think they have. I mean, credit to Ty Lue if he figures out something that makes it work. Well, hey, to him. I mean, the people are pretty much going to have to start using Russ, I mean, even to a lesser. Do I say lesser degree? Because even Ben Simmons is worse. But I. <laughs> so Ben Simmons is like the only the only way you can like. He's the only one under Russ. Yeah, like I. I mean, but they're a bad shooter. Like Draymond's a bad shooter too. Bad shooter. That's fun. Listen, but he, he, he takes Draymond's it. a bad shooter who keeps shooting. Yeah. Yeah. And when he, he had that stretch where he it looked ugly because he wasn't shooting the ball. But hey, he got back. Draymond normally is shooting. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Normal so, normal Draymond shoots the ball, shakes those shots. This is true. He may shoot twenty five, but it, it it he'll take them. I would love to see ben a Clippers Simmons, and Lakers playoff matchup. By the way, that'd be great storylines. Is the final raise loss? He refuses. <laughs> you can leave that open. <laughs> He will not shoot that ball. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh my god, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never seen. I've, ne- I, I've genuinely never seen a guy. He's a perimeter player. Like let's just be clear about. It. He is a perimeter player. Yes, he is. He was a point guard, and just refuse, just refuse any kind of way to shoot the ball. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. He and you know in the summers he put that he put that the, the clips together he put together that mixtape him taking shots in the gym and all that <laughs> stuff coming to the season man would not really even look at the basket from behind the three point line so weird so it's weird. just the weirdest it's just crazy mental block and once once you tell yourself you can't shoot and you like you never nah, even before then I don't know man even before then man even before know. then I don't know it's weird dude he, he had that he took. Because he had that stretch, I think he got injured, and he came back, and he took, like, a three in, like, his first game back or something like that. And, like, the crowd went crazy, and he made one in the game. Yeah, he And the did. crowd was crazy and everything, and it's just like, you know, all right, well, that was cool. I'm done with that. <laughs> I, got, I gave y'all one. <laughs> yep, I gave you the one. That's all I needed. <laughs> all right, man. That was, like, that was good. And now he doesn't shoot from the basket either. That was a good. That was a good final response. That was good. That was a good one. Oh gosh! All right, guys, we got got ten to uh, twenty to eleven now. All that's left is ten to one. We're coming on the final weeks of the season here, so it's going to be fun. Going to see how things play out here, and then we'll see our ten through one. Of course, guys, make sure if you haven't already, make sure you guys go ahead and follow and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on. Make sure you leave a review and a rating, please. It always helps, man. Can't stress it enough. Please leave a review and a write-up on maybe your feedback on the podcast, whether it's good or bad. I always will appreciate that. And, of course, make sure you follow KBR Sports and subscribe on the YouTube channel and other social platforms like TikTok. On on TikTok, you can find KBR Sports at my handle, at Brendan Abin. Then on Instagram, it's at at KBR Sports. And on Twitter, it's KBR underscore sports. Facebook is just KBR Sports. And... Of course, if you guys want to support even further, 
if you could share the podcast with anybody you know, that would also help, man. That that helps. Word of mouth is probably one of the strongest tools of marketing. And as much as I can promote the podcast on my own, nothing hits more than when someone you someone refers it says, hey, I really enjoy this thing. I hope you enjoy it too. I know so many people have started watching shows off of me telling them that, hey, I like this. You should watch, You should check it out. Or even video games. Like, hey, I like this game. You should check it out too. So if you guys could recommend the podcast to a friend, share it with them. That would mean the world to me, of course, as well. But until next time, guys. If Also, I did a, I did cover some of the John Morant stuff in a TikTok and a video as well. So if you guys want to hear the full discussion on that, go ahead and go to the YouTube channel. Or you can go to the TikTok, Instagram, wherever. You'll find the video there where I do talk about this John Morant stuff more in depth. I didn't want to talk about it here as much, even though I probably would have more at length time to talk about it. I just wanted to focus on the power rankings. But you guys can find my opinions on there as well because I didn't want to get too regurgitative. So, guys, well, you're going to have more content to talk about. So, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Until yeah. next time, I'm out. <laughs>